Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 865. I am Brian Kilby. With me this week, we have Diecast. Hey, everybody. Don. Hello. Matt. Hello. Chris. Yes. Yes, we and do. Rob. Hello. So, this is our annual prediction show. We're in 300 and. Yeah. So, this is a leap year. So, in 359 days, roughly, we will. 300. Oh, the days. 358 or 360, I don't know. Days. Yeah, something like that away. We will recap these and find out how wrong we were. Uh, so let's go ahead and just start the show off with that because this is the – actually, it's one of my favorite things that we do all year. I know we say that with all these things, but it's it's like Toy Fair, New York Comic Con. The stuff we like do that. annually, yeah. It's, the stuff just, that breaks us out of our normal formula, I think, yeah, is kind of what we're dancing around there. That is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Failing. Um, so let's go ahead and do it. Uh, last year, we started off with Chris. So oh. this year, let's start off with Diecast. Diecast, what is your oh. uh, predictions for 2024? All right. First one is I'm going to ke- be careful how I word it. Because I don't know if it's going to be a generation selects thing, but we're going to get, we're going to continue to get a second Titan somehow. So a repaint of probably one of the previous Titans this year. I almost made the same prediction. So I think that's a good one. Yeah. Very safe. What else? Um, second masterpiece jazz this year, which is one I think I've said. Two or three years ago. Um, so I'm going back to it saying now's probably the time. I think I think, I think a couple of us have predicted that many years. <laughs> I think I think Diecast has some legs with this prediction though, because mm-hmm. uh the way we found out that vehicle licensing works, if they wanted to double dip on a vehicle license, they could probably get um um uh, Porsche permission and do G1 Jazz, and then uh, Movie Masterpiece Mirage. Mm-hmm. All in one product here and save themselves a little bit of legwork there. Yeah, I agree. I think that's totally doable. And then third prediction would be, unfortunately, continued revenue decline with Hasbro. That's the not bold prediction. That's yeah. the not bold. My bold prediction would be and I think I've been saying it on the show anyway, my bold prediction would be the HasLab is going to be Metroplex. We'll find that out pretty soon, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had four. That's what I have as well. Um, we don't have, like, don't do, like, 50, but, like, I think <laughs> four is a good number. Normally three-ish. So, Don, three what about bold. you? Yeah. All right. My 
level one level one prediction is that in some form, whether official or leak data mining, whatever, we will get two things. MP fifty one plus, we will get Headmaster RC this year, and or three zero will do a G one RC figure with a Headmaster Daniel optional part. So you notice what Don always does. He shoots himself in the foot because he adds complications to every single one of these. It's always a prediction and then another prediction. So like it can oh, never it's, come. It's RC, true. so it's kind of a it's kind of a two for one deal. Okay. What else? Okay. Uh level two prediction. Now that we have Commander Class Ultra Magnus, we will in some fashion find out we are getting killing jar figures or sets because we have all the main figures now to do it. That would make a wonderful capsule for some would, retailer. Yeah. That'd be, be a pulse. Yeah, my bold prediction is this. With the expansion of the st- what Studio Series actually covers, I believe they're going to be looking at Dreamwave, Marvel G1, IDW, and Skybound, and bringing in characters from those companies within however the, the licensing works, and we will be seeing comic studio series figures uh in that in that uh, line are, I, are these non-transforming toys no no they will be transforming toys like these no, studio series toys yeah yeah, stu- yeah studio series from, based... from various comics companies exactly exactly past and present yeah because it's like we had that we had the dead eye duel two-pack in legacy but then because they were idw characters I believe they're going to make the comics because they are comic studios, like Marvel Studios, comic studios. I think we will be seeing comic book based characters getting a hey, studio Greg. series toys. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. But can you imagine a studio series transformer based on a Dreamwave panel and they have to actually engineer a toy to look like a Dreamwave robot, but still actually work as a physical three dimensional object that exists in real space and time? Can you imagine? <laughs> as long yeah. as there's a Tom Scioli robot in the same wave, I'm down. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And the thing is, they all come with an optional dull surprise face. That's that's for all IDW. They all have oh, a yeah. dull surprise face. But yeah, those are, yeah. Those, wave, are yeah. those are my three predictions uh, for the year. Okay, uh, Matt. All right, I'm sticking with one from last year. Uh, this year's HasLab will be Devastator. So, like, I... And we have a Transformers Tuesday coming up on the 16th of January, that's, which that's is Tuesday. That's Tidal Wave. But it's also the 40th anniversary of Transformers now. They were holding off on the announcement of a yeah. HasLab for the 40th anniversary. So I can see it. But yeah, HasLab Devastator. Okay. I'm, I'm carrying that one forward from last year. Okay, so my second prediction is some deluxe mini bots we're going to see if we get wind charger sea spray and power glide that would be the original um season one and two autobots would all have like current molds from like Earthrise forward so so uh deluxe wind charger sea spray and power glide okay and number three and this is more a suggestion to hasbro than anything but junkie on troop builder pack okay cool that it yeah, that's all three for me, Rob. Okay, I've got three from, you know, I guess likely to hopefully least likely. Um, first prediction, we will get a Ghostbusters Frozen Empire refresh of Ectotron. Oh, that's a good bet. Um, 
less likely, but I'd love to see it with, you know, uh, SDCC presumably being a thing this uh, year again. Uh, Tidal Wave is the USS Flag. Ooh. And this one is probably is probably more likely than I'd like to think it is. Hasbro has a couple more bad quarters, has its back broken by Bain Capital, and its various IPs and divisions are parted out. Ooh. Oh, well, let's hope that one doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping not, but just I'm, I don't know, not feeling very positive lately. So that's pr- uh, probably the one I put the most thought into, sadly. Uh, okay, cool, Chris. Okay, uh, so first up, Transformers 1 gets delayed to 2025. Fair. Uh, second, twenty eight ninety nine SRP for deluxes. Stop mm, okay. it. Specific. That's a very specific one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, third, Walmart Star Seekers capsule never hits shelves and is only available online between Walmart.com and Pulse until the entire assortment drops on Ross for a fraction of retail in time for Christmas. Okay. Cool. Just uh, and my bold my bold okay. prediction. Legacy twenty twenty five leaks will reveal based on the success of the Troop Builder multi pack. A Kiss Players theme for Generations 2025. Oh, funny. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Uh, my, I have four. None of them are necessarily bold. I just did four. Uh, 2024, more online only SKUs compared to 2023. It's in most of the, most of my uh, thoughts around cost savings and um, ways Considering to how work. hard it is to get toys these days, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what also, do you consider online only? Pulse? Amazon only? Pulse. Um, big bad toy store things they don't have to uh fulf- they don't have to send through a supply chain. Um, second, price increases. That's that's pretty safe. Well, I was wrong last year. Also, in um context of saving money, more reuses of old molds, whether that is a repaint such as selects. Whether that is put some, putting something back uh, into production, like they're doing with um, what are they doing the Ark and a couple other things, or Fortress Maximus, yeah. So, uh, or even potentially uh, reissues of old toys, but things that would require that they do very little work, make them happen. I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. And finally, well, this one isn't. This one is just, just it just says Thunderclash. Mm. Yes, uh, yeah. So, uh, just under Clash. So, that is my, those are my four predictions for the year. So, in the first episode, second episode of 2025, we'll recap and see where we are. Okay, let's jump to the news. I'm going to read these again, as Chris wrote them. Bad news about Buzzworthy Hound. Listing for Select's Autobot 5-pack. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, (laughs) um, about a year ago now, a little bit more, we had a uh, renders leak for an Earth Mode Hound and also um, one of the Dreads, a uh, uh, different version of Hatchet than what they released in Dark of the Moon. This one was uh, another SUV. Um, those never really came back up again. Yeah, and we've been waiting this whole time to find out anything about it. Well, it appears they're canceled. However, there is still hope for Hound, who has been shunted over to a, a Selects Deluxe 5 pack. Hmm. Well, you agreed. did say, uh, didn't you say uh, that Buzzworthy Bumblebee line was getting finally canceled? Uh, we have talked about that recently, that Target finally kind of caught up to how Buzzworthy's actually been doing after five years. And yeah, we think we're going to not be seeing Buzzworthy Bumblebee continue on for much longer. 
and that's why these were the last two that were planned for Buzzworthy Bumblebee. I mean, so. obviously, they were late enough <clears throat> along that, you know, tooling's got done right. in support of these. We got to try this out already as one use of that mold. Uh, and, of course, they want to get Hound out as a core character. We don't have any indication about the fate of Hatchet at this point, but since they did toolings for that, probably they will find somewhere for that to go to recoup that cost. Did they um, do toolings? Did we see uh, like an actual product I mean, shot? we saw these two things together and like detritus uh, is a thing on our shelves. So no, no, if one detritus, was done, the other one, yeah, if one was done, the other was probably done as well. Probably. Yeah. It's it's very likely to believe that when we saw these renders, the original plan was for the toys to follow not super long afterward. So, like, you would expect the toolings to exist at that point. And since Target has had a, a change of the winds, let's say, the stuff's been sitting around gathering dust until they have found another outlet for uh, getting the Hound Deco of Detritus out. And, again... Probably they will try to find some venue to get um, Hatchet out, whether that is another thing that goes through Target or if they can get Amazon to do another like movie multi-pack. You know, it just depends how much Target's going to want to hold on to their exclusivity with these characters and decos on these retools. But for now, this being a Selects 5-pack, it doesn't sound like a thing that we would expect to come out through Target at that point because like this isn't going to be cheap. Um, the other toys in the five pack are going to be um, Wheeljack, Sunstreaker, Jazz, and Trailbreaker. Thank you. I was I was blanking and trying to pull that out of my head without opening the link, but yeah. Um, so like the the theory right now is like probably cartoon inspired decos for these. What I'm hoping is that we do like a Studio Series eighty six cup and. Cliff jumper and get them in all opaque plastics. Yeah, that's that's basically that, how we're shorthanding that to uh, cartoon decos. <laughs> yes, that is my great my great hope for this. I will gladly buy that five pack if that's the case. Yeah, yeah I, I and, probably will too. And the thing is, like, we Just all not have, as gladly. We all have Earthrise, uh, Sunstreaker, and Trailbreaker, but like that wave was not super common. It wasn't super well distributed if you weren't, you know, following the pre-orders and jumping on that stuff as quick as you could. And a lot of times that was not showing up in stores. So like getting this back out there is uh, for a lot of people is going to be a first real uh, easy chance at these molds again. Also that jazz is pretty fragile. So a lot of people probably use another one and Mm -hmm. Earthrise Sunstreakers color matching was tragic. Yeah. If they get rid of the, um, the clear plastic tree and they don't have to paint on a lot of that yellow, I mm-hmm. think they can do a lot better job with those colors. You just have to, they have to do that, and they have to not make the opaque parts uh, the color of American cheese like they did the first time. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, a Trailbreaker, I think, could look pretty nice uh, with a cartoon deco. Like, Trailbreaker has never been far off between toy and cartoon for the color layout. I think we would get something like a charcoal gray instead of a, a full-on black for this. Um, and Wheeljack even could look pretty cool. We'd get probably get like a vibrant white on that. And then just the like bright, uh, the bright boxes of color in place of the, the fake sponsor markings that the Earthrise version came yeah, with. Cause Wheeljack should be a white car, not the, what we got yeah. in Earthrise where it looks like it's been in a smoker's house for 20 years. Well, no, I mean, extrapolate from that a little bit further. This is Wheeljack after five or six of his inventions exploded in a row in his workshop and he's been 
covered in some soot, and of course that has dulled his finish a little bit. But yes, the 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 highlight stars of this that aren't hound uh, would obviously be an opaque plastics jazz that might survive two years, um, and a sunstreaker that does not look like a craft single. Like th- those are the standout things for me that aren't this hound. And I will buy this five pack just on those merits. I'm really glad this news came out now because uh, it allowed me to eliminate one of my predictions for 2024, nice. which was that was which was that Earth Mode Deluxe Hound still will not be released. <laughs> That's sad. Also, sort of sad. A yellowed plastic train bot retailer catalog leak. Yeah, we had this uh, pop. We had this pop up this morning. So. They have, uh, as far as I can understand, they've made a new train bot character. They're calling it Gino. Um, and this is based on a real train that exists in Japan, or a real train type from Japan, um, which is nicknamed Dr. Yellow. This is like a rail inspection system uh, train, if I'm understanding correctly. Uh, so, you know, the, the Masterpiece train bots have been all about uh, paying tribute to Japan's train heritage. And, you know, this is just another one of those components of this. I don't know if this is supposed to herald um, like the start of another set of six to make an alternate Raiden. Um, like right now, this feels like it's being pushed as a one-off because they're showing Gino just replacing part of the normal Raiden. So this might just be a one-off alternate. Yeah, uh, they I, need to I, test I, the waters would... a little bit. Yeah, I would think that if they were doing the alternate, like there is an alternate color scheme for mm-hmm. the train bots, and that Shoki is silver. Yeah. So. Yeah. But they are showing this as just two feet and two hands. So maybe, maybe it's a completely different transformation that just looks like, cause I'm trying to match it. It doesn't match any of the, any of the train bots in, in, you know, parts mode or raid in mode. So. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a completely new mold. I don't know what you're looking at, but this is choky. Yeah, I'm yeah. I a little confused by There's that. a photo of it. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the robot mode, thinking it's the uh, combined mode. Oh. Never uh, mind. Okay, well, that was, that was, that was entertaining. Diecast has had a long day. Hey, question. So we have the convention on the show that if I buy something, you take a drink. Yeah. What if I place a bet on something? This is uncharted territory, Brian. <laughs> Literally anything could happen after that. Okay, well. We can always take days. a drink. When, when does the auction end? In four days. Oh. Okay. We take a drink next week. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. If after you get it, the results. You, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to update people on your bids at the beginning of shows to see if they should take a drink at that point or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Move along. Okay, so uh, Transformers 1. The UK release date is pushed back by about a month, I think. Is it so? Okay, usually, not always. It's not. It's never at the same time. But especially with large blockbuster movies, the US and UK release dates are generally within the same. Maybe um, two. Yeah, a lot of the time. So it pretends that if the UK date is pushed back, that the US date will probably be pushed back. And as you predicted, it'll probably be pushed back to 2025. But, like, what's the reason? Why are they pushing it back? Is there something opening that same weekend that they don't want to contend with? I don't know yet. That's very odd that it would yeah. only be the UK date. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is possible that this is just the the spearhead of a wave of you know release date uh, regressions yeah. uh, for other markets, and you know someone let this slip before it was supposed to get out that the date was changing. We don't really know yet uh, what the reasoning behind this is. But it's not really setting a good precedent, now, is it? No, it is not. Uh, let's see here. In-hand photos, in-hand photos of movie ticket premium Burning Convoy and Nemesis Prime. We talked about these recently. Yeah. Um, I honestly... So this is the, this is the Bumblebee... Uh, not the Bumblebee, the Rise of the Beast, uh, Optimus Prime repaint. No, that's, that's Studio Series 38. So this, I thought we already had a Studio Series 38 repaint as Nemesis Prime. Do we not? Or we have one from Timu. I know that. Yeah, that no, that's, that, that was the only one that actually existed up to Okay. There is in okay. Movie Masterpiece a Nemesis version of Bumblebee movie Optimus, and you may be conflating those. Okay. But up until this, there was not an official Studio Series 38 Nemesis color, which made the, the Timu one be a little bit more... Um, appealing plus i like the deco on the bootleg more than i like how they went with the official one it's only 15 bucks <laughs> well yeah that's it's like 13 bucks yeah. yeah yeah good deal yeah yeah uh good deal decent quality burning convoy though i mean it's 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 what you would expect it's making the same mistake the masterpiece did in making the robot head blue it's not supposed to be blue refer to your original toys people yeah why do you think that is did, did well, you know the blue head in the movie or that I could not tell you. I assume I don't know why the masterpiece had the blue head unless they just wanted to maintain like you know Optimus Primal's appearance more clearly. Uh, so um, in the movie, in the movie, he had the blue head. Okay, well that would be it then. Yeah. Uh, my assumption. Then the movie is in, wrong. Yeah. My assumption prior to that moment just now was that the the exclusive the legacy no, no the Kingdom Mold one that they did for this premium. Uh, was just basing its deco mapping on the masterpiece, but yeah, this is probably just both of them sourcing from the movie then. Yeah, that's unfortunate. The original uh, Burning Convoy toy from way back then looks it looks so much lot. better. Yeah, with so that blue head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 40th anniversary retro sound wave in hand, and as long as you don't have the cassette in there, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Mine will be here next week. Like the main thing I like about this is just the the bright vibrant blue of the main body yeah yeah you know like especially seeing that uh with the side by side they have in there with uh you know toy a normal toy colors one like it never really clicked to me how desaturated Soundwave was before that side by side yeah actually if you have it depends on how you have the cassette in there like uh the photo i'm looking at has ravage and it's on the uh jaguar side and not the cassette side and that actually looks pretty good i mean honestly for something like this i feel like they should have just made the tape door be opaque i mean it wasn't animation yeah exactly yeah so it should be yeah it looks good i I can't wait to actually get it in hand i'll have it next week cool yeah i think it shipped today um magmatron behind the scenes the main takeaway from this is just that i'm annoyed because like the way mark's got it posed and everything like it it actually looks pretty nice it looks looks like it looks like a distinct improvement over the original toy which honestly in this age of updates i don't feel like i get a lot of chances to say that that's true i mean of course it's also a commander class oh yeah i mean it's definitely that's kind of my point though it's leveraging 
the extra that it has to work with here to actually like better itself versus what it's based on. I mean, it's so poseable and nice and yeah. the original is not poseable and I don't really care for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, funny enough, like I don't know what I did with my original one. Uh, I was looking at a photo from my collection from like 2003 and it's clearly there in the, in the photo and I have the paperwork somewhere. I have the paperwork here, but like I, I don't. I guess I sold it, but I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks. I was a little iffy on this before. Man, it looks pretty flipping awesome. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to get it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do my best to resist that impulse. But man, like awesome. I don't know Mark, if I have to get it, but I am tempted. Mark great. has done a really good job of selling this thing. Yeah, like in a different time, Mark might not have been allowed to like do all the stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and I think this completely illustrates why it's good yeah. that the designers get to show the stuff off on their personal Instagram. Account. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> that the people who actually worked on designing the toys are the best suited to show them off before they come out rather than just, you know, random Yahoo that gets them off of Yahoo Japan auctions or something uh, six months before anybody's supposed to even know about them. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and that's the that's got to be the reason why because of theft. Um, so, and I mean, not, sometimes even the official photography and things it's don't. Not good. Yeah, not even yeah. not good. Just don't grasp the ins and outs. Of yeah, how to yeah, that's really the toy it. as well as the designer does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even if you have the right documentation, well, we've seen what Hasbro instructions look like for one. Um, <laughs> but you know. Even if you have, you know, support in the right documentation, the person who designed the thing is always going to be better at showing it off, probably, than even yeah. your, your best photographer. Yeah, totally and, agree. and odds are the product photographers are not given that documentation at all because it hasn't been designed by yeah. the time they need to have the stuff to make like photos for packaging, which is mm-hmm. a big part of why the uh, photography samples go around. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Mohawk behind the scenes. Okay, it's... so remember how enthusiastic we just sounded about the last behind the scenes? <laughs> um, like, no, no disrespect to Sam Smith. Um, you know, for the toy's his, a little different. Work. Yeah, the the toy is what we're disrespecting a little bit more than uh, than the presentation. <laughs> I mean, it's a core class. You, yeah, it's not going to be as nice as the Commander class toy. No, Sometimes core class toys are awesome, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, I like that this exists because, like, the Decepticon cast in the last night got like woefully underrepresented and they had some of the greatest degree of personality of any movie Decepticons in the whole series up to that point. Uh, But yeah, this is, I can't make myself be excited about this one the same way as Magmatron. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, totally agree. Uh, So we talked about the transport to oblivion recording session. Uh, Part two of that is, I guess on YouTube Mm -hmm. bloopers, alternate takes apparently that's cool. Yeah. Uh ooh, medics is showing up at Walgreens finally. Yeah, this one was found somewhere in Illinois in a town whose name I don't remember, but I've never actually heard of before, so there you go. There's a lot uh, of towns in Illinois though. You're you're from Illinois and you don't even know. Yes, I, I lived in like one five square mile area for the entire time I lived in Illinois both times. I didn't know you lived there twice, okay. Yeah. We you, we, we moved around a lot when I was young. Gotcha. Oh, uh, let's see here. Transformers Pod Pals mini plushes at Dollar Tree. Now, this is kind of exciting because it's at Dollar Tree. I'm assuming yeah, they're I, a dollar I, I, a quarter. Like that. 
And my kids, I think, would love these things. I mean, even if they don't, it wasn't better. They're a dollar and a quarter. So I know that they had the um, section that's like five bucks and up at Dollar Tree. Oh, no. You've never, you, you, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, that's been around. For, I've had that. We've had yeah, that for it, over okay. a year. It's like going into five below and see stuff above five. It's, yeah. it's very weird. Dollar Tree but, really has become Poundland. Yeah. But like, uh, I was in Dollar Tree a couple of days ago and looking in the freezer section and I saw the, uh, like, I saw like some frozen meals and I'm like, oh God, that's a dollar and a quarter. That's awesome. And then I saw it like $3, which is, it was a pretty good price, but not a dollar and a quarter. I've done that. I did that one day. They had a whole bunch of frozen pizzas. And I thought, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. My favorite. So, my favorite thing with Dollar Tree's um, refrigerated foods is long before the price increases start. So, these were legitimately dollar. uh, The Dollar Tree ribeye steak. Yep. Yep. There was a (laughs) sign outside of uh, one of our local stores touting those. They were, I believe, two and a half ounces each. Just, Just. Tiny little shaving of a ribeye steak. <laughs> Speaking of shavings of steak, uh, like my Dollar Tree sells steakum, and oh. I think I think it's time to move on to what we got this week. Let's uh, talk about what Transformers we got this week, and remember uh, stuff that's not Transformers. I eat ham sandwiches; those are exclusive for patrons. So I'll go first. Um, got one thing this week. Which was the Walmart Retro Shrapnel. How is it? It's okay. It looks better to me than Kickback did. Kickback seemed a little weird. Like, I, it's mostly the thing t- that was weird to me was the uh, opaque plastic for the, the little uh, diaclone door thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has it too. It doesn't look as weird to me. But like, Shrapnel, like Kickback is a toy that I had as a kid. Uh-huh. So it, it's one that's. It's kind of like when you dream, you typically dream about the house you grew up in because your brain is like shaped around it. Mm-hmm. Like toys that I had as a kid, even though I literally, I mean, I've kicked back as a collector for years as well. But like even like the two years I might have had that as a toy doesn't mean as much as the 25 years that I've had like something else as an adult collector. Uh, so I don't have like the memory patterns of this toy like etched into my brain like kickback. So it looks fine. And it looks fine, and I um, can't wait to get Bombshell, or if they ever do it. So um, I forgot what I paid for it. It does seem like a little much. Twenty nine. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot for that toy. I I really like these retro releases. I think they look pretty phenomenal. And I like the all of the other Walmart reissues I'd gotten rid of because I didn't need them because they didn't do anything novel or unique. Hmm. Um, like, if Walmart did another reissue of Soundwave outside of this retro, I wouldn't get it because I don't need it. But as long as they do these repaints, I'm going to continue to buy them. And I hate myself a little bit for that. But I do love this toy. I mean, they are at least something different. They are different. Uh, let's see here. Chris, what did you get this week? Okay. So um, just before last week's year in review show where we weren't able to talk about things we got, I got... Um, Earthspark Warrior Class Thrash in the mail from my uh, Amazon wish list. Uh, there is no note included with it, but I had the weird sense that maybe Kilby sent this. So yeah, uh... you were right. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. It's surprisingly nice for what this is. Um, like I think the Warrior Class are t- generally they're built around like a little bit of 
a gimmick play function. Um, Thrash doesn't have any of that. It just focuses on being a pretty capable motorcycle transformer at a $15 price point. Um, it doesn't really give me the warm field of like Robots in Disguise Warrior class, which was, you know, the just slightly sub-deluxe level toy that I came to adore quite a bit uh, for a lot of like the, the feel and the design decisions of that. But like what this lacks in like unique innovative charm like it's just it's a good representation of this character and like compared to the deluxe class one that we know is coming this year they actually got the colors right on this one which you would think that would be a simple matter to actually achieve but apparently the design team doing the deluxes or the deco artists or whatever just had a bit of an off day i'm not sure but yeah i'm quite happy with this surprisingly so honestly uh and yeah, if you want a representation of this character, uh, I would highly recommend getting the Warrior Class toy over any other possibility right now. And uh, I I would say if it wasn't for Nightshade, Thrash would probably be one of probably my favorite uh, Earthspark figure. But if you go to look for him online, some retailers are calling him Steve. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's uh, the... That's, uh... Like yeah, the, so the product code name. Yeah, so you might have to look for Steve instead of Thrash, just just in case. I've never had good experiences in my life with people called Steve. My brother's name is Steve, and he's the brother I like. So I like. Steve. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad at least for that example, our experiences differ. David's have generally been more of a problem for me. Uh, who's David's? I could tell you. Well, I probably have told you about my uncle David before. Possibly I, so. My uncle David. So. My uncle David. I shouldn't even be saying this because I could probably be sued. I'm going to stop what I'm going to say. Go ahead. What else? Uh, the uh, also a little bit before last week's show, I found um, Rise of the Beast Weaponizer Two Pack RC and Cheetor at Walmart. Uh, so I went ahead and picked that up. Unfortunately, I managed to pick the one out of the three or four they had that had a broken wrist that was in the indiscernible in the packaging so oh, no. what what happened is it's a mushroom peg uh wrist joint it swivels the mushroom peg part is mismolded and it doesn't actually fit in the wrist socket but at the factory where it was being assembled they just forced it in anyway so the whole wrist housing around it is uh cracked and stressed uh so there's like basically no tension on the hand it can't turn without coming out and probably will break the rest of the way through if i were to continue trying now that that defect aside, the toy itself is actually pretty nice. Um, I think it actually does the motorcycle transformation a little bit nicer than Thrash does. Thrash is a little bit weird in how it transforms because like, there's weird symmetry front to back that you have to get right or some parts don't line up. And it's not like immediately clear how to do that. With RC, it's literally just like wad the robot up into a ball and clip the wheels uh, in front and back. Like it's it's super simple and straightforward. It's actually really similar to how Legacy Prime RC's transformation works, just at a little bit simpler level. Um, so like it's definitely a thing where you can see somebody decided that they got this engineering more or less right, and they just kind of stuck with it for this because it would get them the shape of the vehicle mode they were looking for and the uh, the robot proportions that they were targeting. Um, you know, it it's not doing anything new or spectacular, but for the parts that didn't come broken out of the package, 
Um, it's just it's doing what works, and I kind of appreciate that. And as we have talked about at different points uh, last year, like this is probably the best, at least you know, low price uh, toy of Rise of the Beast RC that is out there to get uh, on the whole. The core class has, you know, compromises to its looks and function for the, the size that they went for. And not everybody was happy about just having the little diminutive one for the, the you know, movie character collection. The, um, the Beast Combiner one has its own different set of problems. This one is just, like, nice and middle of the road. At $15 with the bonus little Battlemaster buddy, like... It's a pretty good deal for a small, really like super competent toy. Uh, so you know, two like non-generation things. I'm pleasantly surprised by how nice they turned out. Um, then I also was able to find um, secondhand through one of the toy stores that I keep an eye on, um, Legacy Bludgeon and Studio Series eighty six Ratchet, which I was able to get for a uh, about ten dollars under SRP each. Nice. Uh, getting them used complete. Um, so Bludgeon, of course, is a redeco and slight retool of Tarn. Um, Tarn, I think, actually works and fits together a little bit better than Bludgeon, but like Bludgeon's not the best Bludgeon it could be. I'm kind of holding out for like an upgrade kit to fill in some of those gaps and make it more of its own thing that works and looks a little bit better. Uh, but, like, it's not a bad starting point, I don't think. Um, I really, really wish that they had figured out to, some way to design the sword so that it could stow at the waist instead of having to clip to the back. Because uh, that would just, it, to me, that would look a lot better. Uh, unfortunately, like, even though this is built on something, it's built on a toy that has, I think, a pretty solid robot mode, even if it's not a great transformer and the vehicle mode's a little bit iffy. Unfortunately, though, even that aside, I think the Robots in Disguise 2015 Deluxe or Warrior Class Bludgeon is probably still the best, like, standalone toy of the idea of Bludgeon that you can get at this point. Like, it just, it's easy to handle, it looks nice in both, well, it looks nice in robot mode and the vehicle mode is passable, but it's easy to transform it, and that's worth a lot of points for me. Speaking of uh, ease of transformation, uh, Studio Series 86 Ratchet doesn't have it anymore than Ironhide did. Uh, I am hopeful for, in the future, uh, some alternate release of this with opaque plastics like the Shuttle Massacre Ironhide, uh, which, you know, that run of that toy ended up being a uh, more pleasant feeling to handle and transform. So hopefully opaque plastics on this at some point, too, will have the same effect. But just in case they don't ever actually manage to get around to that, because Buzzworthy is a dying breed, apparently, and who knows, you know, what they're going to be able to convinced target to take anymore i wanted to get some version of this in hand and you know for a uh, a decent chunk off of its srp i figured yeah i'll go ahead and do that so i could like this better but at least it's not like when i got ironhide the first time and i just felt really disillusioned and sad and that's what i got on topic this week rob uh i got nothing on topic uh this week but i I'd like permission to list one ham related thing just so it goes sure. out in general show. Sure. Okay. Uh, many thanks to uh, Rand Hero, who I believe uh, is a member of our Discord, tfradio.net slash Discord, uh, who sent me uh, Gunbuster off of my uh, uh, oh. uh, wish list at tfradio.net slash playlist. Uh, that's the 
uh, early Gainax series, first thing that uh, Anno of Evangelion and a bunch of other things directed uh, has, I've always wanted to see it, has a really good reputation. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure that got out there in the general show. So, you know, so, uh, so hopefully they will hear. Thank you very much. Hey, if somebody sends you something off your list, it's on topic. Oh, well, in that case, uh, so I got Perfect Strangers Season 4 uh, from Parties Unknown because there was no note with it, just like Thrash. Oh, that uh, wasn't me. No, I, well, I didn't think but so I'll, this I'll time. I'll do the Dance of Joy for you, though. Oh, thank you. And then I also got uh, from Hypershouta in our Discord um, the Robot Spirits uh, Jet Core Booster and Accessories set, which is uh, it's an add-on kit for all the uh, Robot Spirits uh, Gundam figures that I got over the last year. Awesome. With basically built around one of my very favorite early Gundam vehicles. So, how long till how long till your birthday? Um, that is Friday next week. Getting close. TFRadio.net slash Chrysler. Yeah, turning forty. Yep. Anyway, okay, so that's it for me. I don't have any ham sandwiches done. Okay. Uh, Matt? Uh, nothing Transformers really. Don? A couple of interesting things. Uh, I got Transformers Animated Legacy Optimus. You had that Isn't last he week, great? He is a... If this is the way 2024 Voyagers are starting out, I'm very impressed. Um, the only thing I have a little trouble with is getting his arms, once they're folded, to tab into the wheel wells. But again, it's just a matter of, you know, small tolerances trying to get them pegged in. But he looks great in both modes. He transforms fun. I do want to say this. If you get this Optimus and right, if you can see that little blue. It's a podcast. They can't see it, Don. Well, I'm, I'm saying for the people that do watch. But for the listeners, there is a blue mushroom peg that turns just for transformation. It's on the back under the flap. Mine was super, super tight. I was afraid it was going to snap in half before it actually gave free and rotated for transformation. So I just want to let folks be aware to be careful of that part when you're transforming it. Otherwise, he's fun to transform. He looks great. Solid Voyager starting off the new year. I'm glad they gave him like a good-sized axe. Cause like that was that was a hard thing to get right in the original animated line. You basically had to get that um Battle Damage 2-pack one that came with the deluxe size Megatron to get like the really good axe accessory for any of those. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's a really solid figure. Uh, decided to go ahead and pick up Tasmanian Kid. I watched a video on him. There's a lot of interesting things. This reminds me of what we were getting with Core Class. Uh, a lot more of the uh, ingenuity on some of these smaller figures, so it's nice seeing it back. Uh, back to the level of not quite Starscream level, but there's a lot of interesting things going on with him. Uh, I also picked up uh, from Hasbro Pulse. Also got Tigerhawk. Oh, cool. nice. Ha- have not had a chance to open him, but he looks great. As just from what I can see, I've watched a few videos. There's a there's a lot of the original figure in here as far as the transformation. There's also some interesting things that are done with uh, the update as well. So we know how purples are for video and photography like how the how are the colors in person on that to you to me it's it's a very galvatron purple okay it's a galvatron non-battle damaged leader class purple that's a lot more purple than i would expect but that's a great description of that yeah that's what it looks like to me it's it's almost that purple okay the last thing i got was from fans hobby i got their version of hydra which 
yet, which now completes the Buster and Hydra set uh, for the Power Masters from Master Force, considering I got both of those and what they go for. The original ones from Takara are daunting, to say the least. So, if you can even, yeah. so uh, that's all I got on topic. Just for the pedants out there, yes, Don knows her Godmasters. So, <laughs> diecast. I got Core Class Mohawk. And he is actually really nice. I, I I think he might be my favorite core class figure of twenty four so far. How many do you how many core class figures of twenty four do you have so far? I think this is probably technically the first one. <laughs> but we're starting off strong. Okay. <laughs> um when he, he comes in robot mode, of course, and when I looked at him, I'm like, there's no way this is gonna make a half decent uh motorcycle. And it does. So I think that's why I like it. It kind of surprised me. Makes a better motorcycle than I thought it was gonna. Um, I also got the third Junkion. Oh. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's the third Studio Series Junkion. Which is Scrap Heap. Uh, I haven't opened him yet, but... Where'd you get like, it? Uh, I believe Amazon. Okay. So I'm happy to have him... Uh, to fill out my Junkion collection because I think this is the last uh, Studio Series Junkion that we'll get. I hope not. You hope yeah, not. Yeah, same, same. I can't see them doing more than three. They usually stop at two, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got one more than we normally get. But I want more. <laughs> I also got the upgrade kit for uh, Animated Jazz. Prowl. 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 Yeah. Like it's the Animated Prowl. Yep. Oh, Sorry. Nice. Um, I didn't take it out of the box because what is it like? Add a sidecar and stuff. What does it do? Yeah, it's the yeah. samurai armor. It's the okay. samurai armor. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't take it out of the box yet because I don't know where my prowl is. So mine has never been opened. I remember opening mine. I don't remember transforming it. So it's somewhere in this realm. So out it makes curiosity. Me- um, do you do you have an idea of what that upgrade kit ran you, or is it the Tao Bao thing? I think it was thirty. I think yeah, I got it from Big Bad Toy it's Store. Thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, thirty. Okay. Yeah, it came in my Big Bad Toy Store pile of loot. It makes me sad. Like yeah. the, the yeah, mine is sitting in my pile of loot. The the area that I have all of my unopened toys in my seven year old closet, Daddy's lab. Uh, but um i realized that i had opened the uh black repaint of lyo convoy for whatever reason i thought i i thought i had it open i was going to throw it in my toys for tots pile but i have yet to open animated prowl and that makes me very very sad and then the other thing i got was the super seven alligator prime oh they finally made those Mm -hmm. alligator con yeah, I, you know what? I, I mean, I haven't taken it out of the box yet, but don't it looks uh, pretty good. I mean, I he's was, in the he's in the same way with G two Megatron. So I was going. I was actually playing with the Wave One toys that I didn't realize I still had, and yeah, they're not bad except for Starscream's ghost. It's horrible. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm I'm glad I haven't bought any more of those. I would consider it for that one if that's I that's the one cheap. I would get. When it goes yeah. on clearance, I'll pick it up. Yeah. It doesn't need to transform. and it's... So you'll have it next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully. I think it's pretty. And uh, 
it's a lot harder to mess up an alligator than it is a uh, robot. I, I he, love that it comes with the little like tower with Optimus Prime's arm attached. His arm attached. Yeah, city. Yeah, it comes him. with the New York City cab, and it comes with Optimus Prime's head with a whole bunch of like wires and stuff down the. It, 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 the accessories are really good in this in the Super Seven kit. Like like when they want them to be good, they are. Like Optimus Prime is killer. Uh, it's got so much stuff. It has like the surfboards that I completely forgot about. But then you have like Bombshell or like Bonsaitron, and they're uh-huh. just okay. And then Starscream's abysmal. So yeah. like they usually do like at least with Wave One, they did a good job with one toy. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is the one for Wave Two. Yeah. Yeah. This is Wave Four, I think. I think it is Wave Four. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wave three or wave four, one of those. But that's all I got for Transformers. Okay. Well, remember, ham sandwiches are exclusive to patrons at patreon.com slash tfradio. Ham sandwiches are exclusive to Patreon at patreon.com slash tfradio. Most of them, anyway. Most of them, yeah. Uh, <laughs> patrons uh, at patreon.com slash tfradio get an, un- get an ad-free version of the show a day early at a higher bit rate with a weekly Patreon-exclusive pre-show podcast. Uh, sometimes unedited episodes of RSC, if we have anything salacious. Uh, hot five a week early. Patrons at the touch tier get to be on hot five. Touch patrons mentioned on the show each week and listed at tfradio.net slash credits. We'll do that now. Kevin Dorsey, Tiger Forces Ninja Consultant, Jason Hiley, Eric Griffin, Rick Mahurin, Ryan Bona, Emmett Sresevich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Joey Russell, Sean Williamson, Spider Bob. Jay Klein Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lucia, and Sean Bratton. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Uh, you can find all of our stuff at tfradio.net with podcasts going back, oh, I don't know, 25 years. That's pretty crazy. Um, I was actually looking at the back end of the site, and I think we have about 3,000 articles, and almost all the articles represent, each of them represent a podcast. So I think there's like there's like twenty five or twenty six hundred podcasts in our backlog across all of our shows. So we have a ton of stuff there. Uh, let's you can find me at BrianKilby dot com. I've been posting a few uh, episodes of uh, my Happy Daily podcast. I'm going to try to keep it up, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, shilling my BrianKilby dot com slash silver and BrianKilby dot com slash gold thing there. It's that's my current joke. It's Anybody the new, set? no. <laughs> not from that so i think i've gotten some from facebook but uh but yeah so uh but you can find that there and i'm on blue sky at kilby.bsky.social and also yeah that's about it rob springer not here he is over rob springer on twitter zone base.org john deluna he is also not here he is at that john d everywhere uh diecast how do people get a hold of you they get a hold of me on Twitter and Blue Sky at Diecast2. You can like my Facebook page at Reviews by Diecast. You can see my reviews at tfradio.net slash reviews or youtube.com slash RFC reviews. Um, Don. I'm reached on Twitter at HMRC, the number four EVR. I also have a wish list on Amazon, tfradio.net slash t. John List. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Fredio.net yeah, slash Don, Don List. Like Don List. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. Thanks. 
you know, I actually finally did my own and I posted it. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm considering maybe mentioning it in a future episode. Uh. But if you think of the naming convention, it'd be pretty easy to find. Um, Matt. Uh, social. That's with three L's and two R's. Sweet. Diecast, diecast, we mentioned you, right? Yep. Okay, sorry. I, I'm like multitasking here. Apologies. Uh, Chris. Uh, so on social media, I'm Chris RTXB at Blue Sky. Two things I want to plug. Uh, one, of course, is my Amazon wish list because it is my birthday coming up in just over a week. I'm turning 40, and please help me. Um, the other thing, though, since Brian was talking about our extensive back catalog of podcasts, I, I want to just go ahead and plug like the, the thing I contributed to in that that I'm the most proud of, which is that one episode of Star Trek, which is a 100-ish episode podcast series which is basically evergreen content. It's just uh, me and it sure you know, three or four other people talking about uh, old episodes of Star Trek uh, week to week, uh, just based on our whims and episodes we thought would be entertaining to podcast about. And I would say like 90% of the time we got it right. There, there were a few stinker episodes in there that didn't pan out the way we, the way we would hope. But there's some in there that I'm really happy with how they turned out. Like uh, the Space Night episode, Explorers, that was one of my favorite podcast episodes to do. Uh, but yeah, we also podcasted the entirety of Star Trek: The Animated Series, which we're claiming to be the first Star Trek podcast to ever do that. I have no facts to back that up, but that's what we decided. <laughs> Therefore, it's the truth. Uh, so yeah, if you if you are inclined to go check out our back catalog of podcasts, like go check that stuff out because I'm actually genuinely proud of what we did with that. That's great. I, do you, so do you consider the threshold episode one that you got right? Well, I, yes, because, okay, so when we were planning to do that podcast initially, uh, me and Hey Mickey, I don't remember if Ken and Fort Max were involved in the conversation at that time, um, but me and Hey Mickey talked about what episode we should start with and we decided that Code of Honor, which is the, like, third episode of next generation uh colloquially planet africa if that helps um that should be the episode that we start with and i decided on my own that whenever the time came to sunset that podcast the final episode we would ever do would be threshold because we named the podcast after the concept of that as introduced by jd church before he passed on which is that you could say to anyone that one episode of star trek voyager and they would know you mean absolutely threshold. everybody so we adapt yeah, we adapted the, that for the name of the podcast. So that just that and the content of the episode itself just informed that has to be our swan song. And that basically is how it played out. So, yeah, yeah like we, we got that right, at least thematically. And I think I think the conversation we had for that also genuinely was a good one. And I think I was on the, the pale in the pale moonlight. Yeah. yeah. And I think we got triplet in for that, too, possibly. You didn't do like in the pale moonlight's probably my favorite episode that or in City on the Edge of Forever. I don't think mm -hmm. you did City on the Edge of Forever. Uh, uh not that I recall. We also didn't do Bright of Chaotica, but that's because Don was asking for it too much. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was I was Star leaving Mom. politely I was leaving politely worded letters. <laughs> yeah. Bright of Chaotica and Darmok are the two I wanted to hear and they denied me. Okay, so Bright of Chaotica. Hey, I, specifically... I tried to get them to do the storyteller too from Deep Space Nine, and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Look, we gave you the next best thing, which was sitting there in Mickey's uh, 
in yes. Mickey's den. Yes. Watching it watching live it with live. you and Hey Mickey was was a better experience. Yeah. So, so so we didn't do Bright of Kayaka because Don kept asking for it, and Darmok we didn't do because it's too good of an episode. Like we could deconstruct it in a way, but not in a way that fit the theme of the show, which was to be funny about analyzing Star Trek episodes. So Matt, I just want to point out that I always confuse because of the title, not because of the episode. Uh, the visitor with the storyteller. Oh uh, no, the the storyteller is the one where O'Brien accidentally becomes a cult leader on Bayshore. Yeah, it's but like, <laughs> but the storyteller, it's about Jake as a writer. Yeah, and I always think of that, and it they are two vastly different episodes. I thought the storyteller was the one where the baseball player comes. The, the no, that's if we, that's if wishes were horses. Oh, which, okay, yeah, yeah. Rob. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for sidetracking so bad. I love Star Trek. Oh, it was great. Um, okay, so I'm on Blue Sky at Rob Flails dot dot social. I think it is. Um, I'm really good at promoting this, as you can tell, because I can't half remember what it is. Anyway, my YouTube channel is Flail Throughs. If you would like to watch someone play Gundam Battle Operation Two, head over there because I have probably done that more than anybody else on YouTube. I have done a video a day since the game came out five years ago. I've been covering the series since it started 10 years ago. I, I you know, probably have blundered into being the uh, most prolific uh, gun battle operation, like reviewer, whatever coverage person in, in English. So uh, if you're interested in the game, check it out. Uh, if you'd like to rec uh, right to request uh, specific rounds of the game, uh, patreon.com slash flail throughs will let you uh, do that. Details are over there. And if anybody feels like sending me something, uh, tfradio.net slash claylist will take you to my Amazon wishlist. Very cool. Okay. Well, that's it. We'll be back next week. We'll see you. Good night, everybody. Bye. Take care, all. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Jeez, when are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.